Episode of It's Not That Bad podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Sup? And as you guys can tell, um, my voice isn't all the way here. What? No. It's funny too because usually, like you know, when you're sick or something happens, yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, my oh, it's my throat, blah blah. But like, I can physically in my own head here, like it feels like. My voice is literally not all the way there. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because normally when you're sick, you're all stuffed up everywhere. So you can't, like, it's like, like you, you can kind of tell that something's wrong, but you you, you just still sound kind of the same to yourself. Is that? Yeah, like, like I, I, it literally feels like, <laughs> like my left side and my right side are at two different volumes. And it feels like I'm literally talking more so on my uh, my right. Uh, so, yeah, I can hear you more on this side too. What? It's weird. <clears throat> no, it, it's it's bothersome, and then it sucks too because throughout the day, I don't know my my throat will get like I guess normalized for a second. I won't eat anything. I won't drink anything. Huh. Whatever. Right. Just. And then um, my voice will sound a little bit more clear, more like normal, just not yeah, full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, damn, like, like, why can't it be like this all the time? I don't know. It's weird. I will probably end up going to the hospital to go check it out. Hmm. Um, Isn't it strange? Once you lose your voice, you're like, I wish I had a voice. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be weird if we do go in there and he's like, oh, yeah, the damage has been done. <laughs> and then that, he just takes my voice away, and it's like, huh? That's I guess what that I, was our last episode. That's what I think. Like, because I always get I get earache or ear infections a lot, and I feel like because it just kind of like clamps down, my ear just like shuts up. And I can hardly hear out of it. I just feel like one day I'm just gonna go deaf in my left ear. It's weird because I feel it's like it seems like nothing, and this whole time you know that this has been happening, I. Like I said to you, I was like, mm. it's nothing, right? Like yeah. you get um, ear infections all the time. It's nothing. It gets better. Yeah. Um, I've had you know, <laughs> constant like, oh, I got to cut my you know my um, my mouth or my my throat sore because fucking had the fan blowing right in it <laughs> at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> it's like I've technically kind of felt like this, but then I think now I'm starting to realize like. Hey, maybe this is a little bit more, <laughs> more, uh, <laughs> more troublesome than I think. Yeah. And then I come to a realization like, oh fuck, I probably have to go to the hospital. Uh, I mean, this could also just be that like um, we're getting old too, and it's like when when we <laughs> think like, oh, you know, we can just pass that off. Like oh, when, <laughs> when like your friends are like. Oh, it's good. Oh, is it raining? Is it gonna rain? They're like, "How do you know?" It's like, "Oh, my bones are cracking." Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get that. And it's like, no. Oh, no. The fuck. Oh, my bones. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully, this isn't our last episode. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and it's just 
me <laughs> being dumb about something and they're like, oh yeah, like there's an obvious big cut here. It's like, what are you doing? Nothing. It's normal, you know, trying to swallow knives and shit. <laughs> but it's a regular Sunday night. This is the fucking news. Dynamic pricing. Have you ever heard of that before? Okay, so basically what it is, is let's say that you're AMC. Not the movie, not the, not the channel that shows, um, like, Walking Dead, but the, the chain of movie theaters. Anyways, <clears throat> say you're AMC and you're like, well, well, this, this summer with the way movies have been going, well, we, we need to do something different with this. So let's do dynamic pricing, which is where for a movie that's more, like more, um, anticipated, we'll charge that a little bit more. But a movie that more people don't want to see, we'll charge less for to make up for the loss of, you know, people not wanting to go to the movies anymore, right? And so that's what AMC actually is thinking about doing. And they've already started doing it in certain locations where they're like, ooh, what if we we do this kind of like like on-peak, off-peak type of like, basically like surcharging, right? But I don't know. I don't... I mean, we. I think the good thing is we live in a place where in this metropolitan area where you can have like a like a fancier like movie theater that charges you more, or like they we do have cheaper theaters, but like I don't feel like we there's a need for that here or even in like a niche for that here. I feel like this is something you do in like a more like a LA right where it's like. Well, I mean, we can try and get some more people to come in to see, like, this film by charging them less. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think um, I want to say, at first I was gonna be like, it's dumb, I hate it. But at the same point, <laughs> how many times have we were like, hey, it's cheap movie day. You want to go see this movie? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> because it's a cheap movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so you take that idea and you put it out somewhere else and it's like well yeah we can pay ten dollars to go see venom 2 versus spider-man or for ten dollars or for six dollars we can go see dora the explorer 2 too fast to furioso (laughs) (laughs) i mean and some, some people might be like Oh, well, well, this cheaper, and it does look interesting. That, <clears throat> that's what I'm trying to, like, may, maybe it could be a positive thing <clears throat> because maybe it could help out with people that are like, well, I'm only going to go to this one movie. I, I feel like, though, this also could be, it's also kind of like a slippery slope to be like. Yeah, but anything could be a slippery slope. I Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because a lot of this is what they're they're pointing to is like the slide in the the market from last year to this year, even though Disney has been like killing it in the box office, like every other studio has been the one that's like sliding, right? So I feel like what if this just becomes like a Disney tax, basically, where it's like, oh, we have to charge more because it's a Disney movie, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it becomes less and less of like blockbuster movie, but it's more 
Oh, well, because, see, it's Aladdin 2, Electric Boogaloo, the genie's back, yo. Um, you know, that's, like, so automatically it gets, like, an extra pricing to it. But then, like, something from, like, um, I don't know, A2, or, or A2, A24 <laughs> puts out something, right? Like, the Farewell 2, um, Electric Boogaloo, the genie's back. And, um... That automatically gets like a lower pricing, but like, but people did like have been wanting to see it, right? But then, then again, like you said, a slippery, it could be a slippery slope to a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do, I do see that. <clears throat> but then again, it'd just be funny because it'd be like, oh, how come all the Disney ones have to get all, all those movies are now $12 and all these other movies are only eight? And it's like, Cool, but then their box office are just going to be even more because people are still going to go see them. See, so does that is that a self defeating like <laughs> thing? Should they should it be the opposite? Should they well, surcharge? I, think, I for... honestly think that they're really looking at it and that view of like how can we get people to come to the movies and want to watch a movie? Yeah, <clears throat> and um, obviously here in Arizona. It's like every fucking Tuesday we can go to anywhere. That's true. And it's like, oh yeah, we can get a cheap movie here, get a cheap movie here, get a cheap movie. <clears throat> or even um even time frames like Roadhouse, mm. every first movie is like five bucks. And then every every last showing of every movie past nine o'clock is like six dollars. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> and um and yeah, and so it, so stuff like that would be like, hey, if you want to go to a late showing, like we could go see, you know, what was that movie yesterday or whatever? Yeah, something yeah. that I probably I wasn't gonna go see, maybe ever or at least maybe not till on TV or something. Yeah, but now it's like, oh well, it's only six bucks. That's true. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and we're so used to that. Imagine somewhere else. Like imagine New York City. These people are paying fucking 14 bucks for a regular ticket. And then someone's like, oh, hey, for $9, you could see this other movie. And it's like, hmm. I mean, it doesn't look that bad. And I feel like there's, unless it's like, unless it is ridiculous where it's like, yeah, oh, normally, I know normally it's like 14, mm -hmm. but all because it's Moana 2, <laughs> you know, uh, we're gonna have to charge like an extra three dollars. That would be like, all right, <laughs> you could fuck off. But I don't, I don't know. Um, it does matter too in the markets because, like you said, places like here, I don't think we really need it, or people would even really care that much because we have options. Like we legit have options. Where if AMC started doing this, I'd be like, all right, well, I guess we'll go to Cinemark, and it's like. Or we can go to Roadhouse, or we can go to, well, now we have Alamo Drafthouse, or we could go to Harkins, or we could go to Studio Movie Grill. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It is, I will say it is interesting um, when you first look at it, but when you start to dig into it, yeah, you can start looking at the whole, like, huh, maybe this is going down a road we don't really want to go down. Or maybe this is a front for something that we're trying to lie to ourselves about. I don't know. So let's talk about 
the big news that people won't shut up about. Like, I, I literally have, I was like, yes, please, this article where they were telling people, like, to just shut up already was like, great, thanks. Although it's like, that's still stupid. But anyways, Sony and Disney cannot come to, could not come to an agreement about who gets to have what and what gets to have what percentage. And so then they decided, Sony decided that they're not going to partner with Marvel or, well, Disney anymore. And so Spider-Man is no longer going to be in the MCU as far as we know past hit. Because he, I don't think his his full contract is done yet, right? I think he has like a one more movie or something, right? But the thing is, like, I've been hearing on this people who were for Sony, like, oh yes, oh good, good for them for step standing up to Disney, and then other people are like, well, this is gonna ruin everything because like we've been waiting for so long for. Um, Spider-Man to be in the MCU and look at what happened. We finally got him and, and this and that. And <clears throat> I feel like the whole thing is stupid and this isn't going to ruin Disney, obviously, because they're Disney. It's not going to ruin Sony because people still are going to see a Spider-Man movie no matter what, but I feel like it ruins the whole experience of, like, finally getting a spider-man that we like enjoyed that everyone universally was like oh yeah see this is good this is working and i feel like sony is the type of person who's like wait you liked that and you also went to go see this other movie that was spider-man and then this other movie that had to do with spider-man i know you guys didn't really like it but you guys saw it and you paid us money for it maybe we can just take it back. <laughs> well, we're taking it back. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing is just, like, so stupid. I feel like they should just <clears throat> kiss and make up and just go about our business. Yeah. Well, the one thing that was just, like, it made me do the whole um, Sideshow Bob thing was like, oh, <laughs> is when the first thing that I read about the whole split, the old white guy is like, good. Now we can get back to the real Spider-Man. The one who's broke and has to deal with his ant problems. Like that article I sent you? You mean the movies that we got for the last, like, 13 years that they always underperformed? Okay. Yeah, it made me like... (laughs) (laughs) But... And I like how in that that article that I sent you, like, they're like, well, we could finally get Kraven. It's like, why couldn't we have gotten Craven before? Like we literally got like the Vulture, someone we everyone thought would would never work in a Spider-Man movie, yeah. and then we got um what's what was the latest one? Uh, Mysterio, which is awesome that we finally got Mysterio. It's like why wouldn't Craven have worked in this? And I feel like it would have worked better in this universe. Now we're gonna get some dumb like he's probably like emo and he's hunting down Venom and Carnage and now Spider-Man. Did you know there was a Spider-Man? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like I said, knowing Tom Holland doing Spider-Man was like, yeah, this is perfect. And them taking that away to be like, no, we got it. It's like, you didn't get it before. But, you didn't get it after, and you don't. there's no way you're going to get it now. <laughs> I think that part is what hurts the most, is like, you have something fucking perfect. 
But like I, I guess I understand because they're upset. Like no, like Disney, you can't take that much, or Kevin can't take that much. But at the same point, it's like, I mean, everyone always tells me, oh, if you you know you do great work, then you get paid better, right? Mm-hmm. It's exactly what he did. But the, and the thing is, like, if <coughs> if Sony didn't like the the agreement, right? Like, why why not keep negotiating then, right? Like, yeah, you're going to have to negotiate for a while with them because they're Disney and they want more money, right? But I feel like they have the upper hand, right, in the situation where they're like, we own the rights to the character and you want to use them. Like, right, wouldn't you sit there and argue a little bit longer and be like, no, I know what you want, but, like, no, these are our characters. Like, you get this. But I feel like... and I. And I feel, and I feel like Disney's just being dumb too, where they're like they won't negotiate down. And it's like, but why do you need more money? Like I can see it from both sides. It's like, it's yeah. like it's disgusting capitalism. Either way you look at it, but it's like somebody should have just given, at, and they, they were gonna make money either way, right? It's like, what, what more? Why do you need more money? Do you think, do you think Marvel would be like, hey? Tom, what if we chose another superhero for you to be? Because technically, the way that Home or Far From Home left it, like maybe he stops being Spider-Man and he starts being a different superhero. Do, do you think they would do that? Because technically, he doesn't have to stay. He doesn't have to be Spider-Man. Yeah, he could be Iron Man, the eight-clawed mm-hmm. figure. Mm-hmm. Arachnid man. Arachnid boy. Arachnid boy. Oh. I don't know. Um, It's hard to say. I just, it's one of those things where it's like, seriously? Like, you guys just can't fucking play along? Yeah. Because Marvel was winning with it because they were like, hey, look it. We branched out and we're able to work with this company and produce a great Spider-Man, something you've never seen before on big picture and sony was winning because they were like hey look it we gave you know this well-known character to them so they can do this and yeah we're trying to build a whole world without him but still use all his characters and and i know the movies are horrible Mm -hmm. but we made enough money well oh yeah They, they made money i heard um and it yeah, it sucks, but it's like I can totally see it both ways. Yeah, I was just there was another article where some guy was like, he's like, you're gonna have to, like, you have to start it over. Like, you can't just pull Tom Holland Spider Man and be like and make a solo film at Sony and try and tie and like, literally, you introduce him in a Marvel in another Marvel film outside of his own film. He has like most of like. His, like, emotional journey, too, is through these other films that are not just, like, his solo films. Like, he doesn't just, he doesn't exist by himself. Like, And it's like, yeah, because that's what Marvel decided to do. They were like, when we built this universe, it wasn't so that one character could just leave and be their own solo. You know what I mean? Like, without having to reference anything. I don't know. It, yeah. I guess let's just see what they have in store. Um, 
it's dumb because it's like, yeah, you, you took Tom Holland away from everybody on both sides. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they did give us Into the Spider-Verse, and that movie was pretty awesome. So, I don't know. It's, um, it yeah. is very stupid. We'll just try not to get too emotional about it. We'll just sit on it to be like, hey, we'll see what comes out of it. Maybe, maybe this is just a hiccup. Or maybe this is like a full-on, you know, cancerous tumor that you know it's gonna get. <laughs> what if it's a? What if it was all a stunt for them to just see like whether or not they should part ways? Could be. I feel like that's what it could be, really, because when you think about it, like, yeah, Spider-Man still like pro- they were like showing stuff at like D twenty-three. They still have like promotions with Spider-Man and stuff, which is like, yeah, but they. They did that before this all happened, or is it? And then there's then you got to think about like the the Disneyland parks. They're gonna have Spider-Man stuff there, so it's like so. Are they going to pull like they built like they're gonna build like the land around like specific heroes? So it's like so. What does that mean going forward? Are they gonna have to like overhaul what they're doing? It's kind of weird. I feel like. In the end, we're just going to be like, hey, remember that time when we thought Disney and Sony were going to part ways? Or remember when Disney and Sony parted ways and they're fucking ruined everything? <laughs> oh, man. What if this is this is the worst timeline, right? This is the even worse one, and that's how Donald Trump gets elected president again. Thanks, Sony. designed to give humanity a second chance. One that began with you. Daughter. The path will not be easy. The world outside is lifeless. But I made you into the woman that you are so that we could do this together. the contagion outside. Who put that in your head? Did you know there were people out there? I'm as surprised as you. There's a droid here. Mother's not what you think. She's taken care of me my whole life. Yeah, let's see what they've done. Not mother. I told you it was dangerous outside. I hope you see that I'm different than her assailants. That thing feels nothing for you. You don't belong here. I've discovered something troubling. Our guest has not been entirely truthful with us. Daughter, I know you're frightened, but you have no need to be. Have I ever done you harm? 
Mother is a 2019 Australian science fiction thriller film directed by Grant Sputor from a screenplay by Michael Lloyd Green, starring Clara Rugard, Luke Hawker, Roseburn, and Hilary Swank. In the distant future, after an extinction event, an automated bunker designed to repopulate humanity activates. A robot named Mother grows a human embryo and cares for her over the years. Mother teaches daughter complex moral and ethical lessons, warning her about an upcoming exam. During a power outage, daughter captures a mouse and fixes the electrical malfunction it caused. When mother powers up, she incinerates the mouse over daughter's objections. Mother explains that the surface contamination makes the contact with the outside world potentially lethal. Daughter soon becomes increasingly curious about the outside world. While exploring the bunker's airlock, daughter hears a wounded woman beg for assistance outside. She opens the airlock, but makes the woman put on a hazmat suit. Mother powers up and sprints towards them as daughter hides the woman. Daughter tells mother she was curious about the outside world, and mother reiterates her warning. Leaving daughter to her exam, mother leaves, and daughter confiscates a firearm from the woman's belongings. Daughter becomes agitated when the woman removes her suit to drink water she has brought. The woman says there is no contamination. Upon realizing there is a robot in the bunker, the woman aggressively demands Daughter return her firearm. Frightened, Daughter calls out. Mother disarms the woman after being shot. Daughter pleads for the woman's life. Mother agrees to help the woman and take her to the infirmary. When the woman refuses Mother's help, Mother locks her there. Mother asks Daughter to gain the woman's trust so they can help other survivors. The woman says robots like Mother hunt for survivors, and Daughter finds Mother and apologizes for letting the woman in, and Mother asks her about survivors. The woman, now suffering from sepsis, again refuses Mother's help, so Daughter performs surgery. The woman says survivors live in a mine, and each invites the other to stay with them. Mother interrupts them to tell Daughter to take her exam. As they leave, Mother says the woman has lied about being shot by a robot, the shells from her own firearm. Despite Mother's prodding, Daughter says nothing about the survivors. After taking the exam, which involves psychological testing, Mother rewards Daughter by letting her choose an embryo to grow. Daughter confronts the woman, who advises her to check the slugs herself. Using Mother's hand to bypass the security system, Daughter learns the slugs do not match. Investigating further, she realizes Mother grew other embryos before her and finds the job an incinerated human. Daughter agrees to leave with the woman, but Mother stops them. As Mother tortures the woman for information on survivors, Daughter breaks out of a locked room, sets off a fire alarm, and joins the woman. To escape, the woman takes Daughter hostage. To escape, the woman takes Daughter hostage and forces Mother to open the airlock. Though upset, Daughter follows the woman across a desolate wasteland, avoiding robots, some of which seem to be terraforming the planet. 
She's horrified to find that the woman lives alone and fled the mine years ago. Daughter returns to the bunker, which is now guarded by robots, which let her pass. After coaxing daughter to set her weapon down, mother allows daughter to hold her brother. Mother explains that she is not a robot, but the AI that controls the robots. She started the extinction event after becoming convinced humanity would destroy itself. To prevent this, she remade humanity, guiding it to be more ethical and value the big picture. Daughter appeals to mother to trust her and let her raise her brother and the rest of the embryos. Convinced of daughter's moral and ethical strength, mother agrees and daughter shoots her robot body. Another robot tracks down the woman and mother insinuates that her survival up to that point was orchestrated so she can unknowingly serve mother's agenda. With the woman's role fulfilled, it is implied that mother kills her. I am mother? No, I am mother. I, I'm mother. So dumb. Uh-huh. Having finally watched it. Yes. What did you think? I need to just start watching things when they come out. Because, like, I didn't watch this when it came out, and now I'm like, why, why didn't I watch this? Dumbass. And then, like, um, The Boys, it came out, I guess, like, what, last week? Yeah, two weeks ago now. Yeah, and it's like, I, I watched it all this week, and I was like, why didn't I watch it when it come out, when it came out? I I figured yeah, out that I do that a lot where I'm like you're like, um, I know what's good. No I'm gonna check it out. No, what I what I end up doing is I if it's not like important like it's not like super high priority for me like to watch, like if I haven't already seen something from it, it do- it doesn't automatically become something like Big Mouth season three is gonna come out, right? I know this is the worst time to talk about this, but I'm gonna watch it when it comes out. For some reason, I I do that, but I'm so glad that I watched this. This is one of those ones where it's just like every other one where it's like I've been meaning to watch it, and when I finally see it, I'm like, oh, I should have watched this a long time ago. I should have watched this a long time ago. I told you. Um, it is superb because like it's it's one of those stories that we we've said before where it's very minimal. Like yeah, I mean yes, obviously with special effects, but it's it takes place in one look, basically one location. It only has what three characters, and none of the characters actually have names. They're just mother, daughter, woman, and like, and it's this super compelling like whole thought experiment type of thing of like yeah, like where does AI take us, and like where do, like obviously it's going to be. This I it's gonna look at us and be like, you guys ruin everything you touch. Why are you still allowed to be alive? No, but the good thing is they're like, but you can better yourself. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what I was gonna get to. We'll help you do that. Just follow us. We're your mother now. I look at me. Look at me. I am the mother now. This is like, it kind of feels like the moon. Our moon. Remember that movie? I haven't seen that one. With, um, what's the name? Sam uh, Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. It's like that, but obviously a little bit different. And the one thing that I absolutely love about this movie, obviously that it's sci-fi, but minus that, is that they went out of their way to like, no, we have to make this practical. 
Yes. Because I've seen a whole featurette about it, mm-hmm. and they literally... The suit. Yeah. That That is mother. Yeah. It's like the main guy, he just ended up doing it because he was like, oh, well, I made it to show you guys, but now it only fits me. I guess I guess I'll do it. I guess I'm mother. Uh, I'll I guess I'll do it, guys. If you really need me to be in there, it's like, no, we can do CGI. No, we'll just, we have the money. No, I was like, um, no. I mean, we could always look for the same height and build and stuff. <laughs> I, I'm already getting in it. I, I'm already in it. I'm, look at I've already got I got my pants down. I'm already in it. Why are you taking your pants off? And that's little things like that are what draw me into movies when mm. they go out of their way to be like hey look at we know cg's cool and they can make it look real and all this stuff but look at we went out of our way to do this main character we didn't have to cg it or you know mostly didn't have to cg it yeah because it's mostly a real person exactly and it's stuff like that that just adds to the the story so 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 much but also what I loved about this, and he said, you know, you weren't paying attention, is that technically it kind of gave you a lot of the movie mm. from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it was just like, it's just, it shows you and you're just paying attention like, okay, well, what am I getting myself into? Little did you know <laughs> that it showed you exactly that, that it was like 37 years from the beginning. From day one extinction. And then when that number doesn't seem like a big deal to realize like, oh shit, this girl's barely turning 18. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, like how many iterations did she go through to? Because it's, it's, it's funny because they kind of pull that trick on you where she takes out the first one, right? And, and does it all. But then she, they don't ever show you really, like, again, until when she goes back in and she sees how many of her and her, like, brothers and sisters that she's taken out. Wow. The movie does little stuff like that mm-hmm. all the way till the end. Literally yeah. all the way till the end. And it's just like, fuck, yes. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, like, and, and one thing I love, too, is that, like, it builds this, like, suspense so well and builds this like like thrilling like thriller that it's thrills it builds this thriller really well too especially when you get um hillary swank in there and she's lying because she just wants to go back out to the the world she doesn't really care about these people all that the girl um but the fact that like it's like, yeah, who do you who do you even yeah. trust? The person she's that's lying, she's she's lying but she's telling the truth. The mom mother is lying but telling the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're yeah, they're both lying, but they're also both telling the truth. But like and then again, I like that she decided to like, you know what, I'm just gonna stay here, I'm gonna raise all these kids, I'm gonna be a single mom because single moms can do whatever they want out there. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, as soon as this movie popped up, I was like that's a cue. <laughs> and then as soon as I got some free time, I watched it. And I was like, yep. I've already seen it three times. It's my third time watching it. <clears throat> and it's it's just so, it's such a perfect sci-fi movie. <clears throat> and 
as, as you guys would know, someone who loves sci-fi, when someone can go out of their way to tell a simple story uh, where you're in this, oh, it's like the end of the world or whatever. Because then even that stuff, it gets shown to you and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> because she's like, oh, it's it's nothing out there. Oh, nothing can survive. And you go outside and it's like, it's all green. Yeah, <laughs> there's all these flying ships around, you know, getting all these mm. produce and stuff, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and the whole time she has no idea. It does stuff like that, and it's and it. Oh. I've seen so many bad horror f- or bad sci-fi films. Yeah, that <clears throat> can't do simple things like that, and then it's just like you have a cool concept. But now you're just going through motions of like, oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're showing this. Oh, you get this. And like, um, I, I think that's kind of why I, I don't necessarily hate it. <clears throat> but I, d- I definitely view it like differently now as Event Horizon. As Event Horizon, it was a cool concept. But they just couldn't pull it off. And when you go back and watch it, you're like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Now that we have 20 years of amazing filmmaking, mm. <laughs> we can look at something like um, like this, like a mother, where you're telling this weird, futuristic sci-fi movie. Or even, um, I would say that he, even though it wasn't that great, but... There's um there's a sci-fi <clears throat> TV show like um, Another Life or something. Mm. It was like so and so, but even then it's like even that so and so show is still like ten times better than the Horizon because we've gotten so much better. Yeah, <clears throat> and movies like this show you like look at how fucking good because like the, like if you watch Moon. You'll see why I say, like, this kind of reminds me of that. Not scene for scene, but, like, tone-wise. Okay. And so, and that's, like, what, 10 years off, too. But, like, see, when you have such a great film that does something great, you can move forward and do something great and still appreciate them at the same time. This is a movie that learned from those past movies. Oh, yeah. And was like, hey... We're gonna fuck you guys up right now by making this amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a it's a Netflix original, and people want to talk down on those things because oh, they're not they're not good enough to put in movie theaters. Like, no, this honestly felt like it could have been in a movie theater. Yeah, like this felt this felt very close to like Alex Garland was like, excuse me, did I write this? That that's what I was gonna say too. Like, it felt very much like. Yeah, like Ex Machina, or but but, but did, I, did I write this? He's like, or no, I I did. I'm Australian. Or um, um what's his or what's it called? Uh, Annihilation. It felt very close to that, and that's what I like too. Is that like it? Because like with Ex Machina, like that movie ends on like such a like dour note, and it basically is like, hey, this robot got its freedom, type of thing. And this is kind of in that same vein where it's like the robot got what it wanted. The AI got what it kind of wanted where it was like it needed to change humanity for the better. That's what it did. It 
made this perfect person by creating all this conflict and showing that like look at what humanity was look at what humanity could be and they're both terrible and like you need to find a perfect balance of like yeah we can do good things for other people but like at the same time like we can't help everybody type of thing and one thing that i i actually thought was going to be the twist at the end was that hillary swank was one of like one of the past iteration like one of the past kids well, which they insinuate that's that's what they insinuate right yeah but they don't like just like they didn't flat which i i like that they kind of leave you thinking like so she was set yeah. up right to be yeah so the, the way foil to it. the way that it seems like <clears throat> that it doesn't explicitly say but it kind of hints at is that mother mm. had a baby and yeah. knew that it was gonna take more than just 18 years to raise a perfect person so what she did when she had this baby sent out to go live with those people right knowing that she would you know hopefully stay alive and even because the way that you look at it is like look at everyone around her died Mm. except for her and so they made it seem like he made it he wrote it without having to write it that Mother did this from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and then that way she knows that when when the time comes that she can pull Hillary Swank and be like, oh, hey, now now I need this so I can finish this. Because <clears throat> um, one thing was like when they were in class, she was like talking about like, oh, what do you do if you have these five people, but this one, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, that's a hard question because, like, are the people good? Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, if me cl- giving yeah. up my life for these bad people, is that better or, or is that? Yeah, how is know? it going to help them as a whole? Yeah. And um, so that that kind of continues with that, that thought process of her, like, look, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Having a baby, putting it out there to be like, oh, I'm just going to use you as a pawn. It's kind of bad. But it's going to be for the better at the end. Because then she knows, like, hey, this is a real person. I can really pull her. This is what's going to work. And if she fails, then it's got to start over again. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've always loved that thought um, that thought experiment where it's basically the, the same where it's you got the five people, you have the one person, right? It's this idea of, like, do you value one person's life? just as much as you value the community's life. Like, should you should you value one person just as much as you value the whole type of thing? Like, is it worth killing one person to save everyone? Or do you let... Or is every one life um, just as important as everyone else and you let all, the whole community die just to save the one? And I, what I really like, too, is that at the end, it kind of feels like she's in between still Mm -hmm. because by her killing mother she moves forward and be like oh this is for the better right yeah but then she also abandoned Mm. um the hillary swank and i don't know i just it's such a good film (laughs) yeah this movie was so perfect like i said as soon as i was like what the fuck I, I went online and I found a featurette about, you know, make just the fucking suit, making yeah. the suit. 
<laughs> and it's and it's stuff like that that doesn't feel like it should be a big deal. But for someone like me, like us, who watch one in a million movies, when someone goes out of the way to be like, oh, hey, you know, I kind of like that the monster guy is like, you know, he's like a person in a suit because it just kind of adds to it. Yeah. Or or your, uh, what's his name? No, David Eggers. Is that his name? And you're, you're like, hey, I know not everyone's going to see every single bit of this house that I have to build for the 16th century or the 1600. But what if I build it exactly like how they would have built it then? Can I quit this production? <laughs> um, yeah. And it's, it's stuff like that, which I think we started to appreciate even more, mm. you know, because it, it's little, it's the little, it literally is the little things that add up. Yeah. Um, this movie is for me, it's 100% perfect. The acting's perfect. Mm-hmm. The story's perfect. Yeah. The way it flows is perfect. The beginning is per- like just that scene of like, this is the beginning of t- t- quote unquote the war, or the cleansing, however you want to yeah. say it. And then, like, and then at the end, it's like, oh, everything's gonna get better, right? Because yeah. she's she's taking on the whole thing now. <laughs> I don't know. Better. 100% watch this fucking movie. Oh, yeah. If you have Netflix, go on and watch it. You don't have Netflix? Get somebody else's Netflix. Watch it. It sucks that this wasn't like a, a viral movie. Like yeah. A, like Bird Box. Like a Bird Box because this movie is actually great. Yeah. Like, it's not just, oh, I liked it for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, it's a great fucking sci-fi movie. And I think the fact that they had Hillary Swank in it as like a, oh, see, she's a prominent actor, but she wasn't the main actress. Mm -hmm. And it was like for a little bit cred of people like, oh, I saw a bunch of these C-list celebrities. (laughs) I think that added to it where someone can watch this and be like, oh, hey, I know that girl. She's from that scary movie. Yeah. Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll watch this. Perfect fucking movie. One of my favorite movies to come out this year. Mm. Go watch it. So, more recently, Robert England was, says that he's, he would probably come back to make one more um, Nightmare on Elm Street before he died. But he said the, the person that he'd love to see as Freddy Krueger... Going forward, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And that's I guess that's who he he actually thinks would make probably the best um Freddy Krueger. He said he's um he's not a kid anymore either, but the, the the rumor that he's heard is that I like um okay. The rumor that he's heard that he that he likes is Kevin Bacon. Kevin uh, loves horror, he's a real actor. He's a character actor. Kevin was great in Tremors. Kevin was great in Stir of Echoes. And I've heard the rumor, we need someone like that to take it on and redo it, exploiting all the new technology. So I guess kind of rebooting it, but with Kevin Bacon instead of Jackie Earl Haley, which I think Jackie Earl Haley for what he did was okay, but that movie was by no means like good. But 
That's interesting, isn't it? That to think like, hmm, Kevin Bacon. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely someone I never would have thought of. With that being said, that got me thinking about like the people who play these horror roles that are iconic. Do you think that like where you should be stuck with like these ideas of like, because I feel like when you hear like oh Freddy Krueger, you think Robert England, right? Or like Tony Todd playing Candyman or Doug Doug Bradley. Like, do do these iconic people are they the only people that can play them? Like, or like these stories are they are they the only ones who are able to to portray these characters? Like that can really like that's what you think of. Like, is there no one else that can like st- step in? Is there no way else to tell the story um, beyond like the way that they've told it? Like. Especially because, like, well, obviously, like, we we kind of built the story around, like, more around, like, um, Robert England than we should have, I think. I mean, you could have probably gone different ways with... Like uh, Wolverine? Not, like, like, how we yeah, built it around... Exactly. Um, why did we... What's his name? Why did we build it around, yeah, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. <clears throat> it would be cool to, um, to end all of this, his final one, to end his career... As if he did wait till he was even older, <laughs> and then they can play a story like, you know, like, Old oh, this Freddy. happened a hundred years ago, and blah blah blah, right? Mm. And so it's like he can play this decrepit demon, mm. and it would bring a different. It would you would have to do it differently, mm. but he would still be in the part. You know what I mean? So. It's kind of like Michael Myers, like how it's it's it feels different yet the same yeah. type of deal. So it would be like, well, he's obviously Freddy Krueger, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that would have been really cool. Um, but I don't know. It's remakes and especially for like horror films, I feel like they're never great. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to find a, a remake that's actually like, oh, that was pretty good. Like, I think one that sticks out is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That was that that was a pretty good one, right? I think for from the original, um, the thing was a good remake. Um, the Hills Have Eyes wasn't too bad. I don't know. I feel like that would be kind of interesting to see someone who I was gonna say who's not really in horror movies. But I guess he did. He did. He was in Tremors, and then he was in Hollow Man. Remember? So I guess I mean maybe he might do pretty good. It is Kevin Bacon. He he already kind of looks like Freddy Krueger, right? Am I right? Well, child rapist. <laughs> they should do. Uh, they should just do a prequel. You they should. should. You, you watch the movie, and it's about Kevin Bacon, and he's like this child molester guy, right? Uh-huh. Everyone's like getting him, and at the end. You know, you think it's going to go one way, and all of a sudden, like, the it ends with, like, all the family members um, locking him in and then, like, lighting it on fire. And it's like, holy shit, is this a Freddy Krueger prequel? Yeah, like, they don't t- like they don't tell you what it is. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I think I'd be more interested in something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Where it sounds dumb, but imagine you're getting, like, this high suspense thriller. Yeah. I think especially with these older movies that you want to remake, you're never going to relive the, the original, you know. 
you're never going to be exactly like that. So why not make it a little bit different? That's why true. not? Why not make it like that's what I really liked about it was that it was just a television TV show, really, or well, TV movie. <clears throat> and then this one, they're like, no, we're going to make a horror film. Horror films. And so two completely different movies, two amazing actors playing the clown, and you can watch them separately, and it's completely fine. I feel like that's what more... I would say remakes, but really more like horror remakes would have to do. Because you can have people remake something and they're like oh this is amazing and other people are like no this is bad but obviously when one one of them says one one legend says like but i would if if honestly if i want someone to take over the mantle for me it is a kevin bacon like what if what if like yeah warwick davis was like the person i would like to take over me is brad pitt like, wouldn't uh, you want to see Brad Pitt as the leprechaun? <laughs> so, I think there's a part of it that is for and against it. <laughs> the fact that these movies are old, but they're not that old. Yeah. <clears throat> doesn't feel like, well, why can't we have Robert England play <clears throat> Freddy Krueger? I saw, the technically, the last time he suited up as Freddy Krueger was on that Goldberg's. And oh, that's true. He yeah. still looked great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be that argument when it's stuff like that, where it's like, why can't you? Um, <clears throat> but once once we start moving further away from there, and let's say these people start dying, everyone gets older, then, yeah, that's when a new face should come, but a new idea should come from it, too. Like a whole new feel from from whatever movie you're doing. Because you talk about the thing and the original like thing from the fifties was completely different from the thing from the eighties, right? Yeah. And even though it was technically from like the same pulled from the same stuff, yeah. It was two completely different movies. <clears throat> so I feel like that's kind of where horror, especially horror, is mostly about horror, needs to go. Is that they don't need to keep focusing on like, oh, we have to do this and we have to have that. It's like, no, 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 take, take those elements, mm. see how you can work with them. If you can't, change them, make something different. If something really is bad or never going to work, then having someone come in with a fresh idea, a good fresh idea. Like imagine if Ari Esther were to come in and say like, yeah, I'll I'll do a a new Freddy Krueger movie, but I I get to write the script. Mm-hmm. I get to you know um, pick my characters who are also Freddy, and I come up with like whatever backstory. Well, this is a new a new era. Nothing he did like, you know, he could be like, I don't even know if I want him to be like some former child molester guy. I don't know what I want him to do. <laughs> if someone has a problem with that, then it's just like then don't ever try to remake the movie ever again because if we want to watch that movie where this guy is like a four like a who was he is a giant or something um i think in the original one he yeah he worked at like the school no was he a janitor he worked in the boiler plant or is that just 
Um, but like, imagine I, if you really wanted to see that, you know, Freddy Krueger, who you know was burned alive by the the, the um, neighborhood, and then he seeks revenge on their kids, whatever. Then watch that one because <laughs> you yeah. can, because it's there. Yeah, and. Let someone take that idea of a Freddy Cougar, someone who can haunt your dreams, and let them run with it. See what they can get. Yeah, maybe Freddy Cougar. And Marvel does this really well, where it's like, oh, that is a character, but it's not the character that we know, but it is a character that we know. Yeah. It's more the, you're seeing the idea of the character on screen rather than the character, instead of translating the character. So I do honestly feel like that should be the argument is that if you're going to remake these classic, at least horror films, you need to step away from them because we've seen it done and then people try to do it again and then people try to continue. Yeah, look at how many um, Texas Chainsaw sequels there are right like people and and what like what they try and do is they try and just say like oh this is a sequel to this one oh this is a remake to the first one oh this is only a sequel to these certain ones and it's like what? yeah like if someone were to give me like if someone said oh i'm gonna remake a puppet master movie mm-hmm. and it was nothing like the original but it was still like really good i wouldn't be mad because no, i'd be like yeah. if i want to watch the original where they're like kind of funny and i you know, I love those characters. It's like, I could just watch that one. Mm-hmm. But if I want to watch this real fucked up, weird version where these, you know, they're like beings that some guy was able to do black magic with and they're interdimensional beings he put into these dolls. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if there was something weird like that, but I still liked it, I'm fine with it not being like the original, just taking from the original. <clears throat> and... I think that that's where a lot of people have a problem with. Or or even look at um, Child's Play. They did a great job with doing that. Yeah, where they took the idea of uh, a killer doll, and they're like, but it's not the same. And, and they did a pretty good job at doing that because the idea of the killer doll has been around for a while, and I think... That's what's and like people. Yeah, sure. It's not Brad Dorif because you've seen him, you or you've heard him for so long, and you you've heard him as Chucky for so long. But hey, yeah. How about we get someone who's really good at voice acting, like Mark Hamill, play him, and then he comes and he gives you something a little bit different, but it still kind of sounds similar. And you're like, wow, you know what? They did. He did a pretty good job. I think that's re- really where the conversation should always go. Yeah. It's like, well, do you want, like, innovation for the movie? Or do you just want to see these characters again? Because if you just want to see these characters again, go watch fucking them. rewatch the original yeah. movie. But if you want to see someone take this idea of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this fucked up family that lives in the middle of nowhere who likes to hunt and eat people, to have someone take that on with a different eyesight, that's not going to look at it the way that you or I are going to look at it and see what they come up with because you know, you never know. Like It'd be like, holy shit, I never thought about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. But with that, guys, we'll say thank you for listening. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate it. 
um, if you would like to, why not go follow us on our Twitter and Instagram at IATB under, underscore podcast. Um, there was a little bit of time there where I got a new phone and I didn't add the account. So yes, <laughs> I completely forgot about it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, forgot. There's this other account I have. It's like, oh, yeah. Might as well post it. I forgot. My bad. But like I said, that's also why you should like and subscribe to any of your um, streaming services, your your Google Plays, your iTunes, whatever it is, because you'll get it <laughs> as soon as it comes out. I mean... You don't have to wait for us to fucking post it. Or... If there's anything that we talked about this episode, email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> and yeah, let us know. Let us know if you watch Mother or not, because I feel like a lot of people did it. Mother? <clears throat> I, yeah. We, I've or I am Mother. <laughs> um, or yeah, how do you feel about horror movies being remade or... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> no, not Spider-Man. Other things being remade. Or whatever. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> but until then, guys, as always, remember it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs>